Amen. I'm going to set up my timer here first. Now, before I go ahead and start my timing, I just want to thank everybody that prayed for me while I went home just to, uh, you know, see my grandmother just lay down in peace. So thank you for all your prayers. You know, I could definitely feel them, sense them. I could see the difference, and uh, it was good. So I appreciate the love that comes from this uh, church family. I feel very accepted. I feel like I have so many fathers and mothers in here and brothers and sisters. So I'm grateful for that. You know what I mean? For being the only child, that's a big deal. So I'm not sharing anything, by the way. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but... Uh, <clears throat> The other thing I want to tell you is, uh, you're all in trouble today. Because I went home and brushed up on my accent. So, <laughs> so, so this should be fun. <laughs> Amen. So, Father, we just uh, we thank you for this time, for this moment. Father, we just thank you right now for the river that is flowing in this place this morning. We thank you for how deep it is this morning, Father. And I just said, let more come through. Let more of your flow come through right now, Holy Spirit. Just come, Holy Spirit River, and just flow through this place. Touch minds, touch hearts, touch every thought, Lord, right now. Mm. Yeah, just let that come through. Let that come through. You know, there is a river that is here this morning. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit really challenged me this morning, which is I do have notes. But he said to turn my stuff and not pay attention to it for right now. So you're willing to navigate with me? Get on this river and navigate? Okay. It might be a little bit scattered, but I do believe that the Holy Ghost will bring it back together. Because he's the one who's in charge anyways. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, I had this dream um, maybe a couple years ago. And uh, I'm not going to tell the details of the dream. But I will tell you some of the content. Like maybe what it was all about. <clears throat> And one thing that I really sense strongly from the dream is that there's a lot of us here, without even realizing it, that the enemy has captured our thoughts, has captured God thoughts that that he's given to us, and has made us captive in prisons in the spiritual realm. Because, you know, your thoughts in the spiritual realm are such a big deal. It's the main mode of communication. And if you know anything about the spiritual room, it's that which controls what happens here. So most demons and the devil are always interested in what you're thinking. Because they know if they can influence your thoughts and give you their thoughts, then they got you exactly where they want you to. It's exactly what happened in the Garden of Eden. It wasn't necessarily that Satan himself came and had such a fierceness about him that Adam and Eve were so scared that they just gave up. 
and give up the inheritance. It started with a thought. And as soon as they bought the lie, they lost the inheritance and forever imprisoned in sin, which resulted in death. And as you know what Jesus said, the devil is not really interested in anything else other than one thing. To kill, steal, and destroy. And where he begins with that is in your thought process. So in this dream, the Lord showed me that there's two powers that we can tap into. There's the power of this age, and then there's a power of the age to come. The power of this age, obviously you know who rules that part. It's the kingdom of darkness. That's the power that is here presently right now. That constantly wars against us. Constantly wars against our minds. And I'm sure each one of you felt that to some extent. Some maybe more than others. But each day these constant thoughts that are coming through by the enemy just to offset us. You see, Paul really laid it out in such a magnificent way in, in Romans 7. You know, he illustrated the battle that was going on with him. He said in his mind, he loves God with everything that he's got. But yet there was this other power, a work that was influencing that which he wanted to do with all of his heart. And that power that he was describing was the power that has to do with the present age right now. Mm. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Just keep on coming, Holy Spirit. Just keep on coming, Holy Spirit. Just keep on coming, Holy Ghost. Just set us free this morning, Holy Spirit. Help us tap. Help us tap into that which you're trying to say, sweet Holy Ghost. See, let me lay out just a small foundation. By the power that I'm talking about of this age. Not the age to come, but the power of this age. Here's what Paul said specifically. And what he was talking about was the fruit that comes from that particular power. And here's the fruit that he said in Romans. Actually, this is in Galatians. He says this. You know, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. It's sexual morality, impurity, lustful pleasures, adultery, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, war parties, and other sins like this. And he keeps on going. That's not even a full, complete list of it. So what the Holy Spirit was saying was this. Anytime in your heart or even in your mind you start having thoughts of jealousy, thoughts, of quarreling, any kind of those thoughts, you need to be aware that those thoughts are from the enemy. They're coming from a different power source. 
they do release something. And what we see is just a fruit, a byproduct. Because every action that you have really starts from a thought. It doesn't start. You see, the, the demons are not really interested about your actions. Did you know that? You can do whatever you want all day, all, but they're interested in your thoughts. Because they know if they can tap into your thoughts and give you their thoughts themselves, then they got you exactly where they want you. That they can start influencing the atmosphere around you, in your home, at your work, wherever where you are. So I felt this so strongly in the dream. And I remember when I woke up, I was just shaking and just crying. Because I realized, even at that moment, the Holy Spirit was exposing my own heart. And the struggle is really real. Okay, the struggle is there. We cannot deny that part. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to be very intentional and aware of this power of this age. I know maybe some of you seasoned Christians, you're really aware of this. So maybe for some of you, this is really old news. For some of you, it might be completely new. But the thing about it is I feel like the Holy Spirit is bringing that back. Saying, listen, we need to start really being very intentional about the thought processes that we're having. Because if you look at the world now, there's a lot of stuff that is going on that just begins with thought processes. Just look. All you have to do is look. And you can see the evidence of that power of anybody he can find in agreement with so that he can agree just to usher that darkness into people's lives. So I'm not going to dwell too much on the power of this age. What I really want to concentrate on is in the power of the age to come. Because I don't think Jesus really is interested in us being sin conscious all the time. He really is interested in us investing in those thoughts that, that he talks about in Isaiah 55. That my thoughts are way higher than yours. Because he said, I don't think the way you think. And the question I remember in the dream going is, how can I tap into your thoughts, Lord? How can I access your thoughts? For situations in your own families where you don't have answers. But guess what? God has a specific answer. For the calamities that we have in our nation, God has a specific answer. Anyways, let's, uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, this is what it says in Hebrews. It says, for it is impossible to bring back to repentance. Those who are once enlightened, 
those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the water God and the power of the age to come. See, that word repentance, right? there, Everybody knows what that means, right? It means what? Change the way you think. Jesus spent so much time trying to help his disciples change the way they were thinking. If you notice, he wasn't really concerned about their actions. He was like, I need to help you think differently. You're not thinking right right now. I mean, they go and get on a board, they about to go on the other side and just start talking about, you know, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and all this other stuff. And for them in their mind, they cannot comprehend what those thought, what, what is that? What does that mean? You know what I mean? He's talking to a woman of the well, and he's saying, you know, the food that I eat, you're not even aware of it. And they're going, who brought food? Did anybody bring food? Did you see anybody bring food? You see, that's how they were thinking. Thinking. Thought processes. And then you see it again over and over and over where it says in Jesus, perceive the thoughts. And then guess what everyone had to do? He went ahead and started addressing how they were thinking. Every single time. And Jesus perceived their thoughts. And Jesus perceived their thoughts. Jesus knew what they were thinking. And then he will address that part. You see, the thing about us is this. The Lord is interested in our thought process because he wants to give us his thoughts. He wants us to tap into his power. That, that is the only way to really exist in the Christian life. There is not another way other than being able to tap into God's thoughts so that that power of the age to come that we've already tested may be fully manifesting in our lives. Like he has to manifest. I don't know about you. I'm desperate myself. He has to manifest somehow. Somehow I have to reach in there and cry to the Holy Spirit. I need to have your thoughts, Holy Ghost. I don't need to be jealous. I don't need to be quarreling with people. Because seriously, every single time you do that, really, if you want to be truthful about it, you are tapping into what the enemy wants. Every time I have an anger thing coming up, really, that is the enemy. Those are thoughts from the enemy. And, you know, and it starts really simply. It could be maybe uh, somebody, you know what I mean? Maybe they looked at you in a particular way that you probably didn't think that was appropriate. I don't know. But the thing is, if you let that fester, the enemy starts coming and starts saying, you see how they look at you? And then they might, come, they might come next to you and pass by you, not even say a word. But in their mind, they're not even thinking about anything to do with you. But at that very moment, you start coming up with this conclusion about that person. And then the next thing you know, you have a fence in your heart. The next thing you know, you start speaking words against that person and releasing the enemy's thoughts and his plans for that person's life. You see, the prophetic, uh, as Lapin was happening, the prophetic really is tapping into God's thoughts and looking at that other person and really releasing what God thinks about that person. It's really that simple. 
It's you tapping into God's thoughts and saying, hey, regardless of what that person is doing, what it is that is they're suffering within their own life, you have to ask the Lord, what are your thoughts for this particular individual so I can release that power into their life and speak life into them so I can lift them up from where they are? Like, period. You see, Jesus said that when he came, he came to purchase our freedom. Not just to cleanse our sins, but willing to purchase that which we lost, which is freedom, freedom of choice. We lost that part. That's what Paul is trying to illustrate in Romans 7. It's like, I don't have a choice. It's like my choice is gone. I'm a slave to this other part, which is a slave to sin. And he was crying out, who's going to save me from this wretched body? And he goes, who thanks to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Just that thought in itself. I mean, that's just a thought. That he's not hopeless in his situation. See, that's... That's what I feel the Holy Spirit is pulling us into. In this very moment. He said, I want to pull you into hearing my thoughts. I want to... Help you know how to resist the thoughts of the enemy. Which come to us every day. We are assaulted. He says that in Romans. We are like sheep. Being slaughtered all day long. It's the, and it's in the same chapter that talks about the love of God. Who can separate us from Christ. In the same part. And still talks about how we're being slaughtered. So when, it, when the word says, hey, Jesus came to set the captives free. Does that mean that he went to every single prison of every single person that committed every crime and opened the jails and said, you're free? See, our minds have to think a little bit different on that part. He didn't go to every single cell. Anybody that was a murderer that did all this other stuff and opened the door and said, hey, I paid for your sin so you can use car free. Jesus going up. This is, I'm taking to a higher level. And the higher level is this. It's your thought process. That's the part that I want to tap into. That's the part that I'm looking for. And when Jesus died, he opened such a wide open door for us to exercise our free will. The part that we had lost That way we have the freedom to start having God thoughts. The phrase that the Holy Spirit gave me was this. Is resurrection thoughts. That's what the Holy Spirit is telling me. I call them resurrection thoughts. Because from the time that Jesus came. Man's thinking finally had hope. To start going in a different direction from where we were. And when he went to the grave and he resurrected, then he was able to release his thoughts that he had towards us. Freely. He opened a wide open door for the Father to freely give us his thoughts. When before, that was shut. Because of sin, that was shut. But because of the blood of Christ, now there's a wide open door. 
to tap into the Father's thoughts. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord, help me. So here's the thing. We have to understand this. The will is fruit that comes from resurrection thoughts. He says this, the kingdom of God, it's about drinking. Yes? No. What is it about? It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the what? In the Holy Spirit. Now, does that sound to you like resurrection thoughts? Joy, peace, in the Holy Ghost. You see, one thing that the Lord is really interested in is this. He wants our thoughts to be full of his peace. He wants our thoughts to be full of his peace. There's no better place to be. Or even make a decision. Or even hear the Lord. Than from a place of peace. So when he taps into that. And he says hey. This is what the kingdom of God is about. Righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That tells me. What the father starts out towards me. What is interest is towards me. In my own life. Anyways, Lord Jesus, <laughs> so one of the things that uh, that the Lord wants to do today for us, how's it going to plan for a long message? Because I felt like the Holy Spirit is going to do the other part. I was just going to deliver what I really felt. Which is the Father wants to give us resurrection thoughts. The Father wants us to tap into that power of the Holy Spirit. Because here's the bottom line. For us who have said yes to Jesus. Okay. Each one of us. Is there anybody in here that has not said yes to Jesus? No hands up. That means everybody has. That means this. It means that behold, you have become a what? A new creation. It says behold, you have become a new creation. So meaning this. That old thought life is no longer your inheritance. It's not yours anymore. There was a time that you owned it. But now you no longer own it. You have disowned it because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross himself. So you have become a new creation. 
That means from this, from the day that you said yes, that means you started receiving God's thoughts into your life. The thing about it is we're not aware of it. Sometimes we're not aware of it. Truth be told. But the Holy Spirit is saying, I want you to be intentional about having those thoughts coming into you. About tapping into those thoughts. So that we may have eyes to see. That we may have a heart to perceive and understand. That we may gain wisdom and insight. See, I like the way King Solomon put it. Okay? He put, he put it in a really nice way. You know, if I can find out scripture. You know, it's in here somewhere. Ah, Lord. Where did it go? Oh. Yeah. Can you translate that? Yes. <laughs> ah. Anyways. Yeah, I can't find it. That's okay. I was not meant to give it. But, but this is what I remember for part of it. You know, he was crying out saying, I want my words, my thoughts, and my actions to be insightful. He wanted his thoughts to be enlightened so that his actions can follow that which he's thinking. See, as a new creation with a new nature... I mean, if I want to, if I could get to the specifics of it, I want to put it this way. You have the very DNA, the very seed that is imperishable of God residing in you and growing each day and growing and growing and growing as the Holy Spirit waters and waters and waters. Your nature keeps on growing and growing and growing because our goal is to grow into the likeness of him. To the fullness of that stature of who he is. So we have a new nature. Which gives us rights as sons and daughters. To absolutely receive the thoughts of God himself. Amen. And that's really what I really felt from the Lord. You know. Where's Jacob at? Is Jacob out in here? Oh, come here, come here, come here. Yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. This is good. You mind getting on keyboard, please? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. You know, that river that I was talking about, even before the worship team started singing, yesterday the Lord started speaking to me and started saying, Listen, there is a river. That I'm going to release. And this specific river. Is meant. To purposefully. Break off. The chains. That the enemy. Has put on our thoughts. The chains. That the enemy. Has laid. In our lives. The traps. I see some of us. Behind prison doors, like literally behind prison doors of unforgiveness or bitterness, of lies upon lies, of how you see yourself, 
Maybe you're not beautiful enough. You say that to yourself. All those are thoughts that come from the enemy that imprison you. And some of you have been imprisoned for such a long time. You see, one of the ways that the enemy does in terms of trying to get into our lives, if, the, if his lies don't work, he tries to create trauma in our lives so that we can be shattered. And then out of that, he can come in and start weaving his lies in the midst of that. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, I have come and he's coming here today to absolutely free you from some of that stuff that the enemy has weaved in your life. So that way you are not experiencing the abundant life of the Lord himself that he died for. Those lies that he's sown in so that you're not able to tap into the resurrection power and those resurrection thoughts that come from the father of lies that loves us that withheld nothing from himself so that we can absolutely have life and have it abundantly so that his love can be poured in us so that each morning he can tell us how much he loves us so that each morning he can say I have great plans for you I have hope and a future for you here is a good way walk in it I am releasing those things into your life that which are purpose from the foundation of the earth that you may walk in the fullness of the structure as my own son, as my own daughter, as my own king, as my own priest. That is the cry that is in the Father's heart. That is the cry that is in the Father's heart is to set you free from the lies of the enemy so that you may rise up and you may soar on eagle's wings that you may soar on the wings of the Holy Spirit into the next dimension, into the next place that he has for you. It's a cry that is coming from the Holy Spirit's heart saying it's time for you to be free from those chains. Jump in the river of heaven. Jump in the river that comes from the Father's throne that you may be free, that you may be free, that you may be free, that you may be free. It's for freedom that Christ died. It's for freedom that Christ died. You are no longer prisoners. You are no longer prisoners. 